Hey y'all, we're 500 Queens, and welcome to The Queen's Tea. We're gonna celebrate and spotlight one of Gainesville's own, honey. This woman is bad, always has been. Childhood friend. Your page, and I was like, maybe she has a 500 Queens page. Yes, wait, let me bring my camera down. There we go, yes. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good. First first of all, I never get to see you when you come home, so I don't like that. No. I don't like how, like, we're going to get into it, but just, I love you. I love you too, Nivia. We miss you. My mom asks me about you all the time. I know, I miss you guys. I love that we have, you know, social media so I can keep up with everybody because Otherwise, it was pretty sad not seeing people. Right. Is you, how's your grandmother? She's good? She's good. She's living with my mom now. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to get started because I know you have a little one and we're on two different time zones. So we're going to get down to the business and get down to get down. First of all, thank you for doing this for me. Not a problem. So every, this we usually do this every year is like a um, career week, a women's career week for our, um, for our club. So of course we can't do that now. Yeah. And you're so hard to get in contact with though. I have to get you like this. Cause you, you know, you're big time. And what Girl. Girl. You never know where I, well, pre COVID I was all over the place. So this is perfect. I was telling my, uh, someone today, I was like, you know, I get an opportunity to do this because Nev calls me and I'm just like, uh, I'm in such and such. I'm tra I'm always traveling this time of year. So this is perfect. Well, I'm glad that God said yes. <laughs> so, so here's what you want me to call you because I don't know you by this other name. <laughs> you can call me Mita. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have to forgive us. We're, we grew up together and I don't know her by LaWanda. I know her by Mita. Right. Let's just stick with Mita. Okay. Mita's pre-college. Luanda was post-college. <laughs> so, but I'll give you her professional um, her name. Her name is Luanda Dunwa. <laughs> and she's a Gainesville native. Yes, we're going to get all into that. Um, and she's an engineer. Listen, Black women in STEM. So yes. we're going to talk about all of that and just get into... Just have a, con a candid conversation to help these young ladies because some of them are interested in doing engineering and some of them are just, one of our young ladies is about to go to Georgia Tech, which you went to. So, yeah. We're going to get get into all of all of it, all of it. We're going to get into all everything. So, let's start from the beginning. You know, you're this little beautiful, little smart, little black girl. <laughs> At what at West Hall, right? I was at, I graduated from West Hall. Yeah. You graduated from West Hall, single parent home, right? Yep. yep. So you're 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 checking all these boxes for statistically you're not supposed to be where you're sitting right now. I know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. What gave you the drive and to just get all like let's talk about the childhood first. Yeah, you know what, Nivia, I really believe some people are um, intrinsically motivated, and I was one of those people. Like, I knew I was always going to go to college. You mm -hmm. know, from a very young age, I think everybody around me knew I was going to go to college um, because I just had that drive and that passion 
um, and that stubbornness and that, <laughs> and I'm a Leo, we like to lead. <laughs> so I think all of that contributed to my desire to want to be successful in life. Um, and I didn't know what that looked like, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, to your point, single parent household, um, I was the first out of our family to go and graduate from college. So I didn't know what success looked like, but I knew mm -hmm. that I wanted to be successful in life. Okay, let's dive into that just a little bit. Being the first yeah. to leave, to go, to take that next step. Because Mita got a lot of cousins, and they all around her age. It's a lot of us. <laughs> it's a lot of this because she has a huge family. But um, to be the first one and kind of like set the standard for as your sisters and your sister and your brother. Yeah. What was that like? Because that's got to have a lot of pressure at, um, to it. It wasn't, you know what, it was, but I think, I think I had more pressure put on me as a black female just to succeed in life because it wasn't just for my family, it's everybody behind me. Mm -hmm. And I still mm -hmm. feel like that, you know, I still feel like it is a heavy cross that we bear, um, being a black female, um, you know, you want to be articulate, you want to be, you know, you want to do the right things because you know that whatever you do, black people will be judged for your actions, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, and some people don't care, but for me, I really do care, you know, because I want us to be viewed in a, di in a different light. Um, so I think that was a lot of pressure that, you know, I still to this day, you know, carry. Um, and one day I hope to just let it go and just say, look, I'm Lawanda, deal with <laughs> my actions should reflect on anyone else. But, you know, that's just not how I carry myself. Okay, so you're at West Hall and during this time, we I was talking to Sunita a couple of weeks ago, Sunita McRae. And during this time when you guys were there, um, West Hall was predominantly white. Oh, yeah. It's not I was the only black female in my class to graduate. Girl, let's talk about that. How, what was that like? And of course you were brilliant because you ended up where you ended up. What was that like being the only black in those rooms? It was, it was, um, you know what? I didn't feel that it was weird until I got to, you know, going to Georgia Tech in college and being around, even though Georgia Tech is still not, you know, like going to Spelman, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it is diverse, um, but just different nationalities. But I didn't, feel that until I got to Atlanta and was just around a lot of black people that, oh, this isn't normal. Like, <laughs> like what I experienced was, that was not normal, you know? So because I went through elementary, middle school, right, right. being the only, pretty much the only black female in my class, and sometimes it was one other, um, and then maybe a male or two in my class, but you just kind of, you know, unfortunately, you, you get used to getting left out of things. Mm -hmm, I'm not mm -hmm. invited. You know, and it's so funny because I probably suppressed a lot of these memories until recently. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, you you are you are treated different. Um, you're not invited. I remember in middle school, middle school or maybe late elementary school, um, some girl, i never forget, you know, I won't say her name. But anyway, so we were like best friends up through you know, elementary school. I didn't realize I was different until um, another girl joined our little friend group um, who was white as well. 
um, and she was invited to spend the night with her. And, you know, mm -hmm. I had been this girl's friend forever. And it's just like, oh, oh, you know, and then she told me her dad or her stepdad at the time was, you know, racist. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that was like a hard, that was my first wow. in that I was black. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and then it just became just something natural. You were different because unlike, you know, Johnson and East Hall and Gainesville, where there's, you know, uh, definitely more minorities and you mm -hmm. don't feel um, kind of different and isolated. I think at West Hall, you know, I felt um, different at times. You know. Right, right. Yeah. So, engineering, how we get there? Like, where did, where did this come from? Wait, let me back up. Let me back up, and we're gonna get to engineering. Tell me, what schools did you get accepted to, and how did we get to Georgia Tech being the one? So here is. I don't even know if you know this part. I don't know if you know this. So, your sister. I just, I'm about to cry now, but Tawana helped me do my application. Oh, like, really? Oh. Yes. Tawana helped me with my applications, my financial aid. You know, we talked through this college thing. Like, Tawana was so helpful because I had no, there was no one else. Remember, you and I went to her graduation at Howard. Mm -hmm. You did? <laughs> Girl, yes. Okay, Girl, we want to go to the party, and she was like, "No, <laughs> right." But Tawana's graduation was the first um, collegiate graduation I'd ever gone to, and then of course it's at Howard, so you know it was like, "Okay, you know." I was really trying to go to Hillman, to be honest, and then I realized Hillman didn't exist. <laughs> Weren't we all though? Listen, I'm still mad about it. Like, even though my. Morris Brown was my experience, and it was great, but I needed Hillman. I wanted Hillman. Right. Whitley was supposed to be my RD. Come on. Right. So that's really why I wanted to apply. But anyway, so, um, you know, talking to Juana, you know, she helped me through. I just, I, I remember, like, sitting there working through my application with her. But anyway, um, I only applied at the time to Spelman because mm -hmm. my plan was to do dual degree. Um I was going to Spelman. That was it. It was like the end of story. I wasn't applying anywhere. I was just going to Spelman. And I got accepted. Um, but, you know, to my, uh, <laughs> you know, ignorance, you know, a private school is very expensive. Right. And coming from, you know, single parent. Um, literally, I remember the day I was supposed to leave um, to go. I got financial aid, but back to a private school. Um, the numbers, you know, one plus one, you know, the way to check an account and save Yeah, account. one plus one equal 85. Right. <laughs> um, and I was just gonna just go and just like, whatever, you know, I'm gonna figure out when I got there. And I remember my, um, at the time it was my uncle's girlfriend. She came down, she lived in Atlanta and she came down and, um, you know, they prayed and she was just like, I really don't think this is a good idea. Um, you know, college is expensive, and mm -hmm. so I remember that's probably one of the first big disappointments in my life. Um, so I did not go to Spelman, but at that point, it was too late to apply anywhere else. Cause literally, maybe I had my bags packed. Like I had my, you know, we used to take those chests. You know? Yeah, I had, yeah. I had my chest. I was ready to literally get in my car, and you know, I was I was going, but. Anyway, so I just came to realization, okay, let me rethink this. Um, 
So I actually went to Gainesville College for the first semester because I had no choice. You know, mm -hmm. there was only people a school I could get into like last minute without sitting out a semester, and I didn't want to sit out. Um, I think we were on quarter systems then, um, so I didn't want to sit out a quarter. So I did that. Um, and then I just really kind of came up with a new plan. Um, I always wanted to go to Georgia Tech, so did not want to stay at Gainesville College. So then I mm -hmm. went to Georgia State um, because you needed to get so many, you know, hours in before I went to Georgia Tech. So I did Georgia State for like a year, year and a half. I think a year or a year and a half. I can't remember. Um, and then I went to Georgia Tech, you know, because that's always been that was that was always the goal to graduate from Georgia Tech. Um, still a little sad I didn't get to do to do a degree at Spelman, but. <laughs> You know why though? Because your experience was, it was what it was. It, it is, you know, it, it is. I, I miss having the the HBCU experience, but mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't trade my past for anything in the world because I look back and I'm just like, I never could have imagined that my life would be. I would be living the life that I'm living now, and I think it's marvelous. So. Oh wow. I love the fact that you, one, you never gave up on your dream of just leaving and going to college somewhere. So yeah. I love that. And I love the perseverance that you're, that you exuded in that going after it and taking all these different turns. So ladies, there's more than one way to skin this cat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I want to know, this is what I want to know from you. What, um, so you go to Georgia Tech, and now how we get to engineering, of all things. And I know Georgia Tech is an engineering school, but they have other majors as well. Yeah, so actually mine started, my passion for engineering started, it was kind of twofold. My dad brought me, um, I really don't want to tell my age. Gosh, I feel like, <laughs> you know, so old now. But my dad bought me, it was called a Tandy computer, you guys. Um, and it had like these big, not even a floppy disk, these big, huge disk things. And it was more like an MS-DOS. None of this makes sense, what I'm saying to you, because you're just like, MS-DOS, candy. <laughs> but anyway, I remember programming on that um, and thinking, oh my gosh, it has to be more. And then mm -hmm. I took a computer class at high school. Miss Kalicia Doyle was my teacher. Uh, i never forget. And I think between those two you know, having a computer and then taking her class. And it was more like, I really want to know more about this. You know, this is piquing my interest. Mm -hmm. I want to do something with computers. And of course that just translated into um, computer engineering for me. Um, so math has always been, you know, I've always been really good at math. Um, once I got to tech, I almost changed it to biomedical engineering because science was like fascinating to me as well. Uh -huh. um, but you know, I'm glad I stuck with computer engineering. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want because Kennedy wanted to do. My niece wanted to do biomedical engineering, and she she was like, "It's too much math." <laughs> So I'm just going to stick to regular biology and maybe, you know, we're going to do this OBGYN thing. But she was like, it's too much. <laughs> it was too much. It's just, it wasn't her jam, but I get that. Um, what's some of the, what, what, what would you say is some hardships that you face being in this career? Um, so coming into, you know, I've been at the same company since I graduated. 
Um, I work at um, Raytheon. I know this is this wow. Most of my friends have been at you know lots of companies, but I've been at Raytheon, um, and we can talk more about that. But um, the most challenging is you will most likely be the only once again. But I'm used to it because I grew mm -hmm. up the only black female in the room, the only black person in the room, mm -hmm. um, and you have to have a voice. And you know, in your twenties. It's kind of hard to find your voice because it, I mean, literally, you'll say, "Oh, that that mug is red," and no one listens. And all of a sudden, a guy will say, "Oh, yeah, that mug is really red." Yes, brilliant idea. That's great. Yeah, John, that was great. Yeah, it is red. I agree. This <laughs> just happened, like you know. So finding your voice um, and being assertive mm -hmm. is was probably the most challenging thing, you know. Yeah. How did you go about doing it? Um, so for me, it was when I had facts and I knew I was right, um, I would literally stand my ground. Mm -hmm. First thing, I always sit at the table. So when mm. people say, you know, take a seat at the table, take a seat at the table. Do not sit around the back of the walls. Don't sit in the corner. Don't, I don't care if it's all executives and you you sit at that table because you deserve to be there. And you look, you know, you dress and act like you deserve to be there. And you right. take minutes. I don't take minutes for people. And I take minutes for myself, but I'm not the minute taker. Never will I be a minute taker in anybody's meeting. You know, <laughs> I'm just not doing that for y'all. But, um, and so whenever it would happen and John would say, you know, oh yeah, great. And I'm like, oh, John, thank you for re repeating what I just said. That mug is red. I mean, I think this is great. So maybe we can collaborate on, you know, blah, 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 blah. But right. I make sure that um, it is acknowledged that I stated that, you know, initially and in a respectful way, not, you know, being angry. But it was like, yes, John, great. Thank you for repeating what I just said. I mean, I think it is a marvelous idea that blah, 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 you know. Right. Um, but it is being confident in yourself and, um, I mean, I worked late hours to make sure I knew my stuff. Um, right. So that is helpful. And, you know, you're going to find this in any career, I'm sure. We work, we tend to work harder than most people. Um, and I doubt that's going to change. But to be successful, you just have to be smarter. You work harder, just like in college. It's, it'll continue even on in your career. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. What, um... <laughs> What would you say to a young lady who's trying to find, trying to find that confidence that you just stated about trying to really be in that room and sit, have seats at the table? Yeah, um, get a mentor. Um, I would get two mentors, maybe someone that looks like you, because then you're comfortable to have that type of conversation. Like, you know, how do I tackle, you know, X, Y, Z. But then also get maybe a mentor and a sponsor, and mm -hmm. probably get a sponsor who does not look like you, someone who someone who's an influencer, right? Mm -hmm. um, because they'll speak on your behalf. That's uh -huh. a difference between a mentor. You know, the mentor is just giving you advice, just you know, guiding you with tips and um, you know whatever. But a sponsor is a person that's while you're not in the room, who is. No, Luanda needs to be considered for this promotion and, um, you know, so on and so forth. So 
I would get both of those, a mentor and a sponsor. Right. What, um, I, okay. So this is what I want to know. How, how did you, how are you balancing this not being too assertive in these spaces and still, you, you know what I mean? Because right. if you're too assertive, she's angry. Right. right. And if you're too smart, oh, she knows it all. So how are you balancing all those acts in, in that space? Yeah. Um, I, I try to smile a lot <laughs> because people are less threatened. Um, when you are, you know, you really feel like you're an idiot. Like, you seriously are stupid, you know? I mean, but this time it came out, you didn't feel offended because I'm smiling and seriously, I'm sitting here thinking like, no, seriously, you stupid. <laughs> but um, I do smile. Um, I, I try not to raise my voice. I do not use profanity. Um, because that just makes situations worse. Even when they do, I do not. Um, I have to be, like, you have to take me to 10. I can probably count my career while I've raised my voice maybe twice in these mm. past 10 years. Um, I, and if I have an issue with someone, I prefer to do more one-on-one. -on -one. Like, you know, if I don't like that Nivea did something, instead of confronting Nivea in the meeting, I'll bring Nivea aside. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that helps a lot. Um, so for me, it is you know, you know, smiling so you don't look angry. Uh, don't dim your light, though. I mean, never, you smart, you smart, be smart, right? Never dim your light for others so that they can feel comfortable in your shine. Don't do that. Don't, you know, so continue being smart, but, you know, definitely try to keep the, you know, watch your tone, um, something else, taking Toastmasters, um, that really helped. I haven't been to a Toastmasters class in years, but early in my career, I was doing Toastmasters because I didn't like speaking in front of people. And honestly, I still don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that helped me kind of get over um, stage fright, if you will. And that will come in handy even if you're just speaking in meetings, you know. It'll help you get over any fear that you may have. Um, so something like Toastmasters, I think, would be really helpful. This is so good. <laughs> this is so good. So your mom, um, I want to talk about this dynamic between your brother and your sister. She meet is the oldest. I'm the oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> meet is, is the oldest of three. And but <laughs> I think her brother thinks he run things. He does not. So tell me how it is being the oldest and being stepping out and doing this and having a response. I would think somewhat of responsibility to ensure that they get it, yeah. that they understand that, you know, this is how we're going to make it out of this. Right. Um, I actually embraced it, to be honest. Um, you know, I don't think I, for Adrian and Nidra, in my perspective, they had an option, you know, it was go to college. Like you're going to college. And let's just talk about what you want to do. Um, so just ensuring that I stay, you know, even though I was off at college, you know, staying in con constant contact with them, supporting Adrian, coming to his basketball games. If that's what you want to do, then that's what we're going to do. We're going to, 
you know, sports mm-hmm. is your route, your thing, let's do it. Um, you know, and for Nidra just being there for her and then supporting and encouraging her and her decisions. But it, it was really different. Um, you know, Nidra wanted to be total opposite of me. And not, yeah. not, to, <laughs> yeah. not, to, not go to college, but she's an engineer. I want to do something totally different. Than uh-huh. So Nidra has always um, tried to stake her independence from <laughs> me. So, I mean, you know, it's good. She's successful. I love it. Uh, but she has, she, she wanted to be different. I mean, I think that was her goal in life was to be different. Right. <laughs> they are, you have to know them to understand why we're laughing because they are very different, but they look alike. <laughs> well, I don't think we do, but everybody does. Y'all, y'all do. My mother called, called you each other's name <laughs> together. They come in the package when you, when my mom talks about them. Nidra and Mita, it's just together. <laughs> Um, so they, it was, <laughs> the individuality had to come with Mita left and then Nidra right. was able to say, okay, it's Nidra, it's not it's Mita, Mita. It's, so, <laughs> but exactly. that's how we, that's how we call them, Nidra and Mita, Mita and Nidra, you call, right. you call it twice, you call them both. Like we're and twins it, and we're like two years apart. Yeah, but they look, at, they look alike, I promise, they're both beautiful women, I promise, so. I think I've always loved the fact that you guys were very close and tight knit, and um, you you supported each other of of each other was just so dope. And what I love the most is also you you always supported Gainesville because yeah. you know Mita Mita's not gonna say this, but Mita that little those um what those basketball things. She's tapping into that. She just don't say nothing. <laughs> but I know. So tell me why that's so important for you to just always have your hand back in Gainesville. Because you're in Texas, right? I, well, I have lived in, what is it, four states in five years. Um, Wait, so, so in, where are you now? I know. I'm in Arizona now. Oh, in Jesus. I know, but in, I don't know. In a couple of months, we could be somewhere different. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yes, we're in Arizona. But it's important to me because for, I know there are a lot of people that are like me that grew up, you know, single parents. Um, and I love it now. Oh my gosh, it was not that many people. It wasn't that many people going to college mm-hmm. um, when I graduated. You know, mm-hmm. it was some, but it was kind of far and few in between. Um, and I love now. And I mean, there's so many people from Gainesville going to college just this is so important to me. Education is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want people to have the same opportunity, you know, that I have and to know that it's possible because I think a lot of people think it's not possible. Right. So how am I going to afford it? Like I said, single parent, um, my, my Spelman, you know, track kind of got deferred, but to maybe this point I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Just not giving up and reaching high. Right. I think, you know, I think uh, representation is important, uh, especially with, you know, our vice president, Kamala Harris in mm-hmm. office. You know, all of that is important because representation is important. And for me to be able to help any way I can, whether it's mentoring or, you know, whatever it is to help people reach their goals, I'm here for it. I am. I want, I, we all win. <laughs> you win, I win. We all win. I want us all to win. That's it. 
so black this black women in STEM, you know, it's kind of becoming the movement. And tell me, can you tell me why that's important? Because now, field, you know, it's it's a field one that we haven't really tapped into, mm -hmm. and two, I mean, this is age of like booming technology, and we have to be part of it. I mean, whether it is you know the technical side, whether it's the science side. Um, you know, whatever it is, I mean, being, I can't remember the lady's name who helped um, come up with the vaccine, you know, a black female, mm -hmm. like, that's important. Right. They have to be a part of this. Um, and now is the time to jump in. And, and technology is like STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, it's so important and it's fun. I mean, I, it may be a different kind of fun <laughs> what you're thinking about, but I mean, you can do so much with with those degrees. I mean, my friends, even though we all majored in engineering, they actually took those skills and they're doing so many different things. I mm -hmm. have one of my girlfriends who's a, a director. Um, um, she's a director of nonprofit. Um, another girlfriend, she, oh my gosh, what is it? I can't remember. Um, Fanny, not Fanny Mae. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, so it's just like, you know, we all started out in engineering and it opens the doors to so many possibilities because what engineering teaches you, even if you don't stay in the technical field, it teaches you a discipline. Mm. Um, so getting jobs is outside of your field really easier coming from, you know, a technical background because people look at the fact that maybe you don't, you don't know, you know, this particular area, but you have the discipline. Um, so I love that. So, and if you stay in it, there's there's money in it too. So, you know, just saying. <laughs> you know, just, just, just throwing it out there, she got money. You know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm just saying there is money in the field. <laughs> Amita ain't gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it. It is money in the field. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you can work Amazon, come on, Google, Microsoft. I just, you know, there's money out there. <laughs> She's doing well, <laughs> ladies. She's doing well. Okay. Um. So I want, cause you and I are both grandmama's babies. What's the best advice your grandmother ever gave you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Girl, I'm sorry. Cause the first thing that came to my mind, <laughs> just keep your legs closed. <laughs> <laughs> And she really did not want, do not ask boys for money. So she would literally give me money before I went to the football games and basketball games. So I wouldn't ask anybody for money. Oh my gosh. I love my grandma. Um, I think, you know, probably some of the best advice was being true to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, be true to yourself um, and love unconditionally. I probably, mm -hmm. those are just probably most too. I love that about my grandma. Like she treats, I don't know how many grandkids she has. It's probably 80, 90. I don't know. It's a lot of us. It's a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, and she loves us equally. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in life, how often you talk to or visit her. She loves us equally. Um, and I love that. You know, right. I love, well, I think she loves me the most. But, <laughs> you know, I do feel like, you know, my grandma just has this unconditional love that, you just can't find anywhere else so right 
How much has, because in your journey from starting from little old Gainesville and now we're moving every, every so often because you know you're, you're living your life now. How much has your faith played a part in just maintaining you? Um, that's a big part. I mean, it's, that's a big part. You know, wherever I go, um, finding something to keep me spiritually grounded and something that, um, it just connects me to a, 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 a bigger power. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. God is the source of everything. Um, like I lived in London for a while. One of the first things I did was find a church. Mm -hmm. Church over there was very different, <laughs> but you know, I found a church there. So I don't let the excuse, oh, this is a different area. I mean, like I said, we lived in four states in five years. And that's one of the first things I find is this church home, this family, um, you know, a place that I can call family right. and to continue to get that feeding um, that I need to sustain me because, you know, every day is not easy. Mm -hmm. And especially now in the middle of this pandemic, it is, you know, you, you need, you need that. So faith has played a huge part. Um, and I mean, that's the only reason I'm successful is everything is through God, right? Like, right, right. I take no credit for nothing. I take no credit right. because I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't live the life that I'm living. Mm -hmm. Statistically, I should not be living a life that I'm living, but God. Right. So. Do you, does that ever play a part in just, like, do you ever, I want to know if you're taking the moment to just be like, okay, wow. Just sit in, sit in this and just be like, God, like you did that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I meditate probably more so now. And, you know, you I feel like this pandemic happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes it, for me uh, personally, it was, I needed to slow down. Um, we were, I was all over the place. We were all over the place. My daughter, she turns four next week uh, on Valentine's day. And she has probably been on, I don't know, 60, 70 flights. Because mm -hmm. we, we just, that's just our life, right? Right. Uh, but this pandemic allowed us to have those, that quiet time, that reflection, that meditation. So I meditate on a regular now, whereas I didn't meditate before. It wasn't, this is, like when I did it before, it was kind of forced, right? Because it was right. in the middle of doing 500 other things. Um, but now it is dedicated time for, you know, time for God, for meditating, to think about how, thankful and grateful and to soak mm -hmm. it all in and figure out ways how I can continue to give back. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and being strategic, I'm strategic about a lot of things in my life, but I wasn't so much strategic about, you know, how do I give back? How do I show God that I appreciate everything? And it's more than just the tithing. It's more than, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, the onesie twosie things, but how can I be strategic in what I do just like I am in the other areas in my life right what um because one of the things that I really love about you is like you you you've done this you amazingly have like the it's not it's the dream according to women like I've done the professional thing and then I got married and then I have children so you kind of and you did it differently yeah. yeah, you didn't, because <laughs> no, you didn't do it, like, because, you know, everyone is just like, you know, you go to go to college, get a job, and then you get married. You lived your life. 
did. And then did. you found love and then had this gorgeous little baby girl. Yeah. Did you have pressure in that? This, the pressure I, of, I gotta I do this. Well, let me just say, I don't, I've never been the one to fall for peer pressure. That doesn't bother me, but there was pressure put on me. Like, mm-hmm. every time I come home, when you get married, when you go into it, I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, we're good. <laughs> um, so I didn't get married because I felt pressured. Um, it was just, you know, we fell in love and it was right. a thing to do, you know? <laughs> um, so peer pressure didn't, but people will peer pressure you because literally once you hit 30, they're all, when you get married, when you have kids, you gotta have kids. Um, now in retrospect, if I could give one piece of advice, please freeze your eggs, freeze your eggs, please. Ladies, freeze your eggs. <laughs> in your late twenties, freeze your eggs, especially if you're career focused. Um, because you know, infertility is real. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is important. So that way you're not pressured. You can just be like, I'm good. You know, if you choose to have a family later on, um, right? Then it still is an option. So, but still, do you? Because <laughs> like, I love it. I, you know, I traveled a lot. I, I, I you know, I had a, had and have a great life, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. So. Let's talk about this AKA thing. Yes. That's why I got my pink. Where's oh, my green? I, <laughs> I started to wear some more pair of, but I didn't. Please don't. We don't want to see it on here. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Honey, why? When? Because I'm, you know. <laughs> it's, you know, there is nothing greater. I beg to differ. <laughs> there is nothing greater than being an alpha, Kappa Alpha woman. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I pledged is I did grad right when I came out of college. Um, trying to balance Georgia Tech and anything else, I couldn't fathom with the pressure of succeeding. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my focus was to you know get good grades and get a good job. That was my focus in college. So as soon as I graduated, then I went grad when I moved to Texas. Um, and I've loved it. I've loved every <laughs> bit. Whatever, if you guys choose a sorority, I think is all of them are great. All of them are marvelous. Yes, because honestly, it's a sisterhood that you will have for the rest of your life. Um, and we do marvelous things like even post-college, the community service, the making difference. I think we make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever organization you choose, you cannot go wrong. Um, you can go even more right. I disagree with everything. <laughs> There's only one greater. <laughs> Justin Singer Theta. But we, I digress. I digress. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have a moment. I brought the red for you, too. I brought the red for I you. love it, darling. Thank There's you. love. <laughs> Just so, ladies, we do have this banter. And, you know, but we love them all the same. And she's right. There, There's a lot that all of the organizations do. Yeah. But um, how, how has that, being a part of that sisterhood, has it helped you? develop um like a a good network um within your career and outside your career let me tell you the best thing you can do is no the hardest thing you can do is 
lead people in a volunteer organization. Mm -hmm. Work is easy because people get paid to do this. So being able to lead, um, whether you're doing events or, you know, whatever it is in these organizations, to me, it's invaluable because you take this experience, because I'm telling you, leading a group of women <laughs> can be uh, difficult at times. <laughs> but navigating that, um, you'll pull out skills that you didn't know you had that will be directly applicable to, you know, leading a company, you know, leading organizations. So I think that's invaluable. The connections that you make, I, they have helped me in my career. Um, mm -hmm. They've helped me with promotions. Because uh, it's, it's so funny. I'll, I'll tell you this one story. So I was looking, I was interviewing for a position um, and the recruiter happened to be a SAR, which I did not know. And I, it's not on my resume. I don't, I honestly don't know what made her ask me. I don't know why she, she knew I was a, a, a SAR, but I, I was. And literally the interview changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are chit chatting, chatting it up, kicking in. So what do you like to do? Eat? I mean, we were not talking about my career at all. Mm -hmm. Of course I was off the position, but I mean, these connections are real. Like, yeah. You just feel this kindred spirit and, you know, like, I got you, you got me type deal. So back to, I think, you know, it's an, an invaluable organization, um, any of them. Um, and I think the skills you'll get, the connections you make, um, you know, it'll take you far. So I do encourage you, if you have time, um, it is something that you should consider. I would, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, I've had some of those similar experiences with, um, with job promotions and just being in, cause it totally changes the um, conversation. I've had that as well as being, you know, HBCU grads, the conversation is different. It's a kindred spirit type there. So take that as a, some advice, ladies. Right. Um, so we got two more questions and I'm gonna let you go. Cause you, I didn't know you was on West Coast time. And I appreciate this because it's early out there. <laughs> um, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Um, you know, something I said earlier that I told you I carry, I feel like I carry the, the this burden of being, you know, perfect, kind of, if you will. I would probably tell my 18-year-old self that you don't have to carry, you know, the cross for all black women. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it would have, it would have lightened me up a little bit at mm -hmm. times. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would have told myself, you don't have to carry that pressure. It's, it's okay. You know, it is okay to fail. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm comfortable with failing. Um, because if you don't fail, you'll never know if you can fly, right? Right. So I am really comfortable now with failing, but that's something that I would have told my 18-year-old self. That's really good. Uh, what is, so let me, oh, one more question. Oh, well, two. What did you learn from your failures? Um, I learned that, one, that my dreams were not high enough um because you know when i failed i always take i always do like a mental check like how mm -hmm. can i improve how could i done this differently check got it 
when the next time come, comes around or something similar, you know, I'm knocking out the park and I'm dreaming a little higher. I'm mm -hmm. setting my goals a little higher. Um, I think that's something I learned, like, you know, maybe I didn't think I could be, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, managing a billion dollar program or actually, you know, whatever. And I realized like, it was okay to fail in that little, you know, little program because now I'm managing something, you know, 30 times larger than that. And I'm kicking butt because I learned from that small little failure. And I thought that was the end of the world. And it wasn't, it really wasn't the end of the world. It was just another stepping stone that I had to cross. So. Mm. Failure taught me that I wasn't dreaming big enough. That's deep. That's really deep. What um, what does a queen mean to you? Oh, Nibia, that's a good question. What does a queen mean oh, to me? Look at your questions, baby. <laughs> I know. Um, I think it means being confident in who you are. Um, I think it's you know, of course, you have the regal, um, but I think it's being confident, comfortable, mm -hmm. um, in who you are. Um, when I think of a queen, I think of, I think of just someone just carrying them, themselves with such, I don't know, regality with such, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm still in this confident word. Right. Um, so I hope that all the ladies are, are carrying themselves as a queen and knowing you don't settle for less. You know, you don't settle, whether it's relationship, whether it's career, um, you're not selling for less just because that's what people are giving you at that time. If you deserve more, demand more because you're a queen. So I hope they're doing that. <laughs> Mita, thank you for doing this for me. I've been wanting to talk to you for a minute. We've got to link up when you come to town. Um, I will. Hopefully this year, later this year, when everything is not as crazy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for doing this. What do you have coming up next that we can help? I don't know how we can help you because, you know, you're <laughs> awesome all on your own. But we can think of something. <laughs> you know, the next big thing, like, um, I'm actually participating in the Black Engineer of the Year Awards Conference that's coming up in... Oh, it kicks off next week, next Thursday. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, more speaking, more, you know, doing math moves you, you know, STEM activities with high school and middle school kids. It's going to be great. So just pray, encourage. You know, I want to get everyone excited about STEM and knowing that they can do this. It's fun. We've got to get you to Gainesville so you can talk to these young ladies and young men about STEM because yes. it's it's untapped and they really don't get it. But I think to hear some, hear from someone like yourself, it will um, kind of help them. Yeah, I'm here. Well, I'll be there. Just <laughs> <laughs> so is there any way that they can reach you if they want to talk to you about mentor opportunities? Because like I said, we have young lady, we have one young lady. She's she's going to Georgia Tech. Yes. Send her, you can give her my personal email. I'm on Instagram. I think it's Miss Georgia Girl. Uh, I'm gonna pin it. Yes. 
So reach out, whatever I can do, however I can help, just let me know. That's it? That's it. Okay. So there y'all have it. Miss LaWanda. <laughs> I call her Mita because she's a homie. <laughs> I know. And that is so fine. That is okay. <laughs> Y'all reach out to her. Again, she's a Gainesville native. She wants to reach back. And we appreciate you. Usually, we would have you a nice little lunch from Chick-fil-A. But Girl, my favorite. <laughs> usually, that's how we set it up. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, we ain't doing that this year. So we just appreciate y'all tapping in with <laughs> I appreciate you having me, Nivia. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Tell your mommy and grandmother and everybody I said hello and I love them. I, I will, I will. Tell All your right. mom the same. I will, girl. She's going to have a fit that she ain't get to talk to you because uh, <laughs> she knows she loves her from you. So. Ooh, you know what? Tell her we should do a FaceTime or a Zoom or whatever. So Okay. Tell her. Tell her I want to do that. We're going to... Okay. Whenever she has time, let me know. <laughs> okay, I will. I will. I definitely will. All right. I love you, girl. Be safe. Love you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> Our podcast where we discuss situations from a teenage girl's point of view. If you have any questions, suggestions, or just need to get something off your chest, email us at 500queensghs at gmail.com. Follow and DM us on Instagram and Facebook at 500queens. Follow us on Snapchat on Queens 500 GHS.